0: Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are. Welcome to the third official episode of Slouching Towards Byzantium. I am your host, as always. Uh, My name is Julia and I am um, going to take you for a walk today. Uh, this episode is not so planned as some of the other ones that focus on, like, one specific kind of, um, draw. I just, I thought maybe I would do an episode kind of about, um, you know, a, a walk that might happen spontaneously. I think I'm going to head to Sultanahmet. Um, I'm going to explain in more detail, um, what that neighborhood of Istanbul is, or what, what does that mean, Sultanahmet. Um... Yeah, and just, uh, we're gonna talk about um, the neighborhood, maybe visit Gulhane Park, and just go for a a Sunday stroll. So why is Sultan Ahmet? I'm saying it slowly. I'm saying it weird. Sultanahmet. Why is the neighborhood called that? Well, the Blue Mosque, which is the magnificent, beautiful, world-renowned, UNESCO heritage site um, mosque, the Blue Mosque, um, is located in... The neighborhood of Sultan Ahmed. And that mosque is known you know, popularly as the Blue Mosque, but its official name is the Sultan Ahmed Mosque, um, which was built in the beginning of the 17th century during the rule of Sultan Ahmed I. So that's where the name comes from. Um, Sultan Ahmed really focuses, or, or the center of Sultan Ahmed is Sultan Ahmed Square, which is that aforementioned mosque, the Blue Mosque, Sultan Ahmed Mosque that faces Hagia Sophia. So these two very beautiful, very iconic structures really uh, dominate that area. And it's a fabulous area for walking around. So it's a beautiful grey November day here in Istanbul and perhaps beautiful and grey are not words that are synonymous with one another but when you are an urban explorer and the summer, the sweaty heat of summer is over uh, you really look forward to cooler weather and because Istanbul is such a miserably rainy place any day where the rain stops, but it's still grey, I have to say, it's, it's, it's joyous for me. Um, you know, and there, there is something about the feeling of exploring, um, you know, with a winter coat on, and, and there's a bit of chill in the air, but it's not really cold. I'm, I'm coming from Canada, so I never find it particularly cold in Istanbul except for maybe like five days of the year. Um, So for me, this is absolutely wonderful weather for going for walks. And um, yeah, as long as the rain stops, which it has. So I have this sort of um, craving today to explore around Sultanahmet. And so Sultanahmet is the area with all the major touristic sites. Hagia Sophia, uh, the Blue Mosque, Topkapi Palace, the basilica cistern which is this amazing underground uh, byzantine cistern there are the archaeological museum the museum of islamic history the carpet museum yes there is a carpet museum Um, there's so much and it's all clustered around this neighborhood known as sultanamed which again has most of the hotels and the hostels and that's really tourists first experience with istanbul for myself um The first time i came to istanbul was in 2010 so almost exactly 10 years ago i came at the end of september when the weather was warmer um, and i stayed pretty much my whole time was spent in Sultanamet. so that's really the first taste that most people get when they visit istanbul and i'm not going to go to the touristic places um Hagia Sophia was converted into, or reconverted from a museum back into a mosque this summer. I've been to it once since that has happened, um, yes, what can I say about that, um, yes, I'm not gonna go there, I've, and I've been to Hagia Sophia many times and I don't really want to get into the history because there's so much that can be said about Hagia Sophia, it probably needs its own episode, but Aya Sophia. Aya means saint. So Saint Sophia um, was, you know, the the world's largest church for many hundreds of years. It was a church in the Byzantine Empire, so for about a thousand years. And then it was a mosque in the Ottoman Empire for about 500 years. Then it became a museum in 1935, I think. And then, um, recently yeah in the summer was converted back into a functioning mosque so it's free to visit now that's one really enjoyable thing it is free um, but of course the mosaics and the byzantine relics or the byzantine mosaics have been covered so um yeah anyway now i'm rambling about Hagia sophia but Sultanamet has like just a ridiculous amount of, of sites that you can visit um but I kind of like to avoid crowds and people, so not necessarily places I want to go on a Sunday when it's bound to be a bit crowded. But the neighborhood itself, the back streets away from those sites, is always enjoyable to walk around. And um, yeah, I just, I always get, you know, a nostalgic craving to go to Sultanahmet. I would say. Every few months, I like to walk around there, and especially on a grey November day. Somehow, it's just one of my favorite times of the year to go to Met. So, as usual, I will catch a boat over to Iminonu and then probably walk up into that general area. So, I am in. Uh, Sirkiji area just outside the old Sirkiji train station and I'm sort of starting this walk slightly different than in the past episodes um, as I've mentioned this is sort of a spontaneous walk just because it's a grey November day there's no rain right now and it's actually my favorite kind of weather for Istanbul Istanbul is a very moody city, and I think it suits grey days more than sunny days in some way. Or maybe that's just my own melancholic, ridiculous uh, nature. But, uh, suffice to say, it is a nice day for a walk. I, I have my nice, cozy winter jacket on. The street sellers are selling their roasted chestnuts, which I would love to eat, but with the whole mask corona spiraling out of control situation i avoid eating um outside the house or outside of a cafe at this point so anyway i am by serkiji station which is a beautiful old uh, ottoman train station where the orient express used to um arrive to so this was sort of where travelers would first get their sights of the city um which is really, you know, a very different experience than arriving by airplane. Uh, I try to imagine what visitors to then Constantinople would have would have thought coming up from this train station. It's beautiful. It has amazing glasswork, and um, now I think it's completely out of service, except of course for the Marmaray line, which is the, the train in modern-day Istanbul that goes under the Bosphorus, and takes people from the European to the Asian side. Um, yeah, so I'm just standing in the park here, making this recording. People are staring at me. I'm pacing around. What else is new? Uh, I will make another recording further along along the tracks, along the walk, up to Sultanamek. So I walked from Sirkigi... Station up to Gulhane Park, which is a really nice park um, that's basically right next to Topkapi Palace and the Archaeological Museum. So uh, in the summer, in the spring and summer, the park is really busy with people and they plant lots of flowers and tulips this year the tulip festival kind of didn't happen because that was during the beginnings of corona and the lockdown and everything um but in november on a sunday afternoon it is very empty uh and it's still a beautiful park um there's actually a lot of birds in this park there are parrots uh you can hear some bird Though I don't think that's a parrot. I don't really know what the parrots do in the winter. Do they stay here in the winter? Somebody tell me. Or I guess I can Google it. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of rambling. This is like... Oh. Birds are saying hello. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, I'm just enjoying the quiet, with the exception of the birds. The quiet. Love it. Uh, What can I tell you about Gulhane Park in terms of history? Not a whole lot, because I don't know a whole lot offhand. Just that it was, I think, originally part of the the Topkapi Palace kind of gardens, as far as I know. Um, There used to be a really nice tea house right at the tip, which is called Seraglio Point. That's sort of where the Golden Horn, the Bosphorus meet uh, into the Sea of Marmara and it's of course where Topkapi Palace is located which is the former palace of the Ottoman sultans. Um, It's a really strategic, beautiful, beautiful spot in the city. So I'm gonna walk around the park and enjoy the silence and a little bit of nature. so my phone died while i was out it just spontaneously crapped out uh while i was sitting in Gülhane park i I walked through the park up to the very end and there is um a column there and it's called the column of the goths (laughs) Um, which is actually one of the oldest if not the oldest monument in the entire city going back to the third or possibly fourth century, um, so before the city was actually proclaimed Constantinople, and it was known as Byzantium, it was just an outpost of the Roman Empire. Anyway, this column, I guess, was put there to commemorate, um, the victory of, of Constantine, I guess, over Claudius Gothicus, who, um, apparently was was a a, a visigothic um person of some kind um yeah and anyway i was i was sitting in this park and really there was you know hardly anyone there totally empty really really atmospheric uh nice place to spend a gray november afternoon um yeah very very goth anyway <laughs> this column actually is is kind of interesting because it's just it's huge it's this huge column like a one-off with a corinthian capital at the top it's gigantic and it's just just sitting there it's just sitting there for no real reason it doesn't you know fit in with any of the surroundings um of gulhane park so anyway kind of interesting i wish i could have got a photograph of it um yeah gulhane park uh i don't know if i mentioned it as i was walking through it uh gulhane means like rose house so um it was you know one of the the first parks in the city i guess uh and like i mentioned it was part originally of topkapi palace so oh and as i was walking um, out of the park, I did see a parrot in the tree. So, so far, the parrots have not migrated. I'm not sure if they do. Maybe they stay there year-round. I'm not even sure that parrots aren't, like, endemic to turkey. Are these, like, escaped parrots that just have taken up their their home there? I don't think so, because I've seen them for years. So, anyway, I've never seen a parrot anywhere else in Istanbul. But Gülhane Park... Um, is apparently full of them and they've obviously nested and made a community for themselves there. So, interesting bits of information uh, and things you can see in Gulhane Park. Not that anyone would notice, But I made an error in that last little clip um, about the victory of Constantine over Claudius Gothicus. No, no, just to confuse us all, um, the Byzantine emperor's name was Claudius Gothicus, and he defeated a Goth. Now, why is his name Gothicus if he defeated a Goth? I don't know. This is the kind of thing you should probably just check on Wikipedia yourself. But I didn't want someone to notice and be like, "Oh, you made a mistake," because that's what people like to do. Anyway, somebody won. They beat some. They beat some Goths, and then they put up a column. In summary. So I mentioned earlier today that I started my, my walk kind of at Sirkigi Station. Um, and I mentioned a bit about like the Orient Express. I thought I might give a little bit more information about that. So Sirkiji Station, um, as I said, was the, the final stop on the Orient Express, which brought travelers from all throughout Europe um, in the, the 19th and early 20th century to Istanbul and it was you know it's a very iconic uh, railway line movies have been made about it etc etc um, my own personal story about sirkiji station is I boarded a train let me tell a story I boarded a train there 10 years ago that first trip to Turkey um, from Istanbul to Bucharest in Romania and this was known I think as the Bosphorus Express not quite the Orient Express the Bosphorus Express which did not have nearly as much romantic um, grandeur to it we shall say no dining car whatsoever I think I ate bulgarian cookies for like two days and it was a quite a long journey about 26 hours um, but i am really happy that i got to make that journey because since uh 2013 there have been no international trains that depart from Sirkiji terminal anymore um so at least i got to experience that that uh, taking a train you know from Sirkiji station i'm really grateful for that um the very first uh, voyage on the Orient Express, departed from Paris, France uh, in October of 1883. So uh, yeah, it's just amazing to think of all the trains that would have arrived in Sirkiji Station. Uh, I think the Orient Express, the direct Orient Express, stopped running in the 70s. And then there were some different um, kind of express Orient Express. From, from different stops along the line, Vienna, Budapest, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and, and I think it finally, finally stopped running in any form uh, in 2009. So right before my, my first journey to Turkey. Anyway, it's a fascinating place, and it's a, a beautiful station still with a little cafe, and I really recommend that everyone in Istanbul take the time to... Look at it because you've probably uh, taken the Marmorai, you know, through that station many times and, and not even really thought about it. So. Yeah. Just wanted to tell that story. Like a, like a grandfather. I think that pretty much wraps up this episode um I still find making a podcast to be a strange thing not because um I don't have lots I can say and I could ramble on endlessly but you kind of start to think is any of this even interesting why am I doing this then you're putting it together like a puzzle right you make different pieces you record some when you're out then you record some when you're at home it's a very strange thing podcasting you know, it's not really like a live radio show. It's like a, it's like a quilt. It's like a quilt. There's the metaphor. Uh, anyway, hopefully you enjoyed this brief, spontaneous, uh, spontaneous slouching in Sultanahmet. There you go. Uh, thanks for listening.